I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Sanchita Sharma. I'm the health and science editor with the Hindustan Times. Welcome to my podcast, HealthWise. Each episode will bring you up to speed with the top of the mind health, science and environment issues. You'll hear experts who will help you better understand policy and decipher jargon so that you can make the choices that work best for you. Not just once but twice by scientists in Hong Kong and the United States. Now the first case was of reinfection in a 33-year-old man who lived in Hong Kong and he had COVID in March and then he was found to be reinfected by a second variant of the virus 142 days after getting infected the first time and uh, the second infection happened on a visit to Europe. So now scientists in Hong Kong used genetic sequencing to confirm that the second infection was caused by a genetically distinct virus from the first uh, which had occurred in March. And this man who was otherwise healthy had developed uh, cough and sputum, sore throat fever, the usual uh, symptoms that we have related to coronavirus disease for three days in March when he was first tested and found positive. And then he recovered, he got cured, but then again he got reinfected in August on a visit to Europe. Now the interesting thing about this reinfection was that the second infection did not cause symptoms. And scientists were quite happy to see that because they said that showed that the man's immune system which had fought off the virus during the first infection had remembered the previous encounter with the virus and roared into action and fended off the second infection and you know prevented the man from developing severe disease so in the second case the virus did not do any damage so scientists said well okay even if reinfection happens it doesn't really matter because you're not really severely falling sick the second time now just when people were sort of thinking okay it's not such a bad thing to have reinfection there was a second case of reinfection which was reported in in the us and uh, in this case the man who got infected uh, fell severely ill here again viral genome sequencing was done to establish the new infection was a different one from the first and they found that it was so this raised very worrying possibilities of whether the immune system was not just failing to protect against the virus the second time but scientists wondered that could it be that the immune system was actually boosting reinfection to worsen disease by mounting a rogue immune response that damaged healthy tissue so very simply put they wondered whether antibodies produced to fight off uh, coronavirus disease the first time uh, when reinfection happened again instead of fighting the virus the antibodies actually aggravated the infection Now this is called antibody dependent enhancement and this phenomenon is fairly rare but researchers had earlier found signs of it when they were trying to work on vaccines against related coronavirus viruses like uh, SARS and MERS so again now people are at, uh, the second these cases of reinfection which have been established have left people wondering whether we can have a effective vaccine which can offer long term 
protections against coronavirus disease, whether that is possible at all. So what do we really know about the quality of antibodies produced in coronavirus disease? Uh, and, and I'm of course referring to the knowledge uh, till now because again it's a rapidly evolving situation so we learn something new every day. Well, as of now, as of September, what uh, scientists do know is that the amount of live virus in the nose and throat drops significantly soon after symptoms develop and the duration of the infectiousness in most people does not last more than 10 days after symptoms and for about 20 days on average for people with severe disease or who are severely immunocompromised. So following infection with SARS-CoV-2, the infected person produces neutralizing antibodies very rapidly. But then the antibody titers begin to decline in about one to two months after acute infection. But a person who's recovered from coronavirus disease may have low levels of the virus in their bodies for up to three months after diagnosis. So here I'm quoting the Centers for Disease Control in the US and I begin the quote. This means that if the person who has recovered from COVID-19 is retested within three months of initial infection, they may continue to have a positive test result even though they are not spreading COVID-19. So simply put, the ghost virus can be detected but that does not mean you are spreading disease or does not mean you have been reinfected. But the two cases, the one in the US and Hong Kong, clearly show reinfection. So what does this mean for a vaccine? Will we get an effective vaccine? Will we not get an effective vaccine? Well, historically vaccines that have been easiest and the best have been uh, the ones that offer long-lasting immunity. So you get immunized once and then you're protected for a very long time, in some cases for life. But uh, in coronavirus disease, the quality of antibodies produced and now the cases of reinfection indicate that a COVID vaccine is likely to need booster shots to maintain antibody levels for protection. How many booster shots, whether uh, we're going to need it very regularly, that we still don't know that we'll know once we have some experimental vaccine in place by early next year. Till then, the only protection we have is wearing masks, social distancing and hand hygiene. And this is what scientists are calling the social vaccine, where we just adopt behaviors to protect ourselves and those around us. And especially, we have to watch it when we are speaking, eating or having a conversation with someone because that's really the time people tend to remove a mask because uh, it's, it's uncomfortable and that's really the time when you're most vulnerable, that's the time when you're most likely to get infected. So when you're speaking to someone, interacting with people, please ensure you have a mask in place and stay safe. If you still have any queries or would like me to cover a certain health topic, do feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me at sanchex, that is at S-A-N-C-H-X, or at HT Smartcast. We are available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. Until next time, goodbye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, 
Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.